Well, like, if you're on the mind, my cat, he is like the lowest fi cat ever. He just sits, sits around. <laughs> I literally lump. moved my entire studio yesterday and like clomped in and out of the house with boxes. The entire living room filled up with stuff, and the cat like sat on the chair, s- slowly being surrounded by boxes. <laughs> Didn't turn a hair. Was like whatever. I was like, yeah, thanks for helping. Don't care about this. <laughs> my sister's cat is like that until night falls <laughs> and then, and then Wiggy's crazy. like all right I'm ready to play guys let's do this thing let's play I've slept all day just so yeah. I can be ready he's like I've been pretty chill let's get ready let's get busy and then he sings saying have you seen that diary of a diary of a depressed cat no. on YouTube definitely recommend working it but they watching it but they say um if you just joined us, Annie's talking about her husband. Uh, <laughs> well, she says he's ready. Let's go. Yeah, let's, let's play. Go, let's play. <laughs> um, and it talks about the cat being exiled from the bedroom. And it's sort of like, but it's in the cat's voice. So it's like, the management has put me outside. I don't know if I will ever get back in. There's nothing for me to do now but to sit outside and sing the song of my people. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what my sister's cat does. Like low and slow. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Welcome to, to the song Cahoots. of our people. <laughs> Trivial Cahoots. Uh, our guest this week is coughing into her scarf, just in preparation. Uh, is Leon Bell, uh, theater uh, maker, designer, producer, and activist. Is that that what, was pretty well done. What, what, what word do you like? Do you like activist or... Um, I don't know. Provocateur. Provocateur. Stirrer really, and I shaker. I haven't found a good... Stirrer okay. and shaker. The um, accidental yeah. starter of Waking <laughs> yeah. the Feminists. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Accidental starter of Waking the Feminists. <laughs> That's basically That's it. 2015. <laughs> That's on your CV. Yeah. <laughs> That's top of the list now. It's like, I didn't even do starter, that. <laughs> but here we are. Initiator of Waking the Feminists. Accidental. In brackets afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens when you just write a strongly worded post. I know. It, your life can turn Be careful what you be, post on Facebook. Be careful what you post on Facebook. <laughs> Do you, you reckon any of the people who started 1916 were accidental <laughs> starters? Like, oh, uh, totally. Actually, I totally. was just saying that last. I didn't actually. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were all just oh. having a laugh. In the Have pub. I signed I up to it now? Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, you're following me. Oh, okay. You're going to do that this year? Okay. But it must have been actually kind kind of shocking because how fast people reacted to it yeah it was i mean it was mental it was uh it was really like so overwhelming yeah and that's i suppose that's the social media side of things but the fact that i literally it feels like i pushed a tiny tiny little button and all of a sudden you know a a concrete built tower fell in the middle of a city or something you know like it's something i did such a tiny little thing and this huge explosion happened and your your post was just this blows that's all you said (laughs) (laughs) two words this blows blows. and everyone's like yeah exactly Uh, my post was basically like oh really there's only that number of directors and writers in the Abbey program really is this is that okay and then there were so many like hang on a second that's bullshit underneath it that I was like oh yeah hang on you are right it is bullshit (laughs) (laughs) I can write a stronger worded post now so you hadn't actually like you hadn't 
hadn't actually gotten on your high horse on that first moment. You were I kind of, kind like, of had, kind but of in the same crap. way, I suppose, that I normally would. Yes. Whenever I see something like this, I'm kind right. of gone, oh, here we are. You know, another indication in of how we're repressed. Way. Uh, in, a, in a polite way, and probably in a way that I just thought would be like rolling my eyes and nobody would say anything or a couple of people would go yeah yeah and then we'd get on with our daily lives yeah mm. and you talk about i mean have, i know you and i would know <laughs> i know you too. i know you <laughs> and i would know that you're not a shouty person particularly like you're not someone who's constantly like and this is and bullshit thing. and can you believe how much <laughs> i paid for this tea it's absolutely ridiculous yeah no i think it was just a little bit of a Eye roll, slightly more public eye rolling and then realizing, oh, hang on, so many people feel like this. Yeah. And I, for once, am in a kind of a position and a kind of a moral obligation to actually do something about it because I have a bit of free time and I seem to be the person who said it first. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, I'll do this. Yeah. So wait a second. Are you saying that this started because you were bored? <laughs> <laughs> it started because I was on What am I going to do Facebook. for the next week? <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> hey, I'll spend gonna... 14 hours a day at my computer <laughs> eating one bowl of cereal. Every right. <laughs> what kind days. of cereal did you eat, though? Mo- not half a bowl of muesli, I'd say, okay. a day for a week. Okay. Yeah. So it's a great diet plan. It was really to good. To start a rebellion. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic to not know. Not so good for exercise, though. Was there anything, though, was there at any point, did you kind of, like, wake up in the middle of the night and be like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to go to, a, like, I'm going to go to the Greek islands and skip out on this <laughs> shit. I don't actually want to do well, this anymore. Well, there was a moment, like, I'd say six weeks, no, not even a month into it, maybe, when I really was working all the time. And I was just on this, like, come on we can do it we can do it like kind of crazy wild-eyed thing and coming back home every evening to my boyfriend and one day he was like i found cheap flights we're going to the algarve for five days before christmas end of story and i was just like oh, oh okay great maybe I, need, maybe I do need that and it was brilliant because then i could just boyfriend. say to everybody else who's been working on it look i can't do anything for those five days i need to take a bit of time off yeah and i could but right. I think that when you're actually doing something that is affecting so many people and so many, it's such a positive thing. People are happy to kind of be like, thank you. We can take it. And also, you know, totally. And the, the point is that it's not my responsibility and it's also not my, it's not only my story. Like there's so many people who are affected, but also things only change when everybody does a little bit, even yeah. themselves. And there's so many people doing a lot more than just a little bit behind the scenes as well. And recently on International Women's Day, which the videos are up on, on the Waking the Feminist website. Um, so everybody who missed out on that or who doesn't know about the movement yet, um, if we have listeners from the States, my mother, um, <laughs> can go and watch the videos um, that are online. But you actually did specifically say, here's what I'm doing, here's the time I'm putting in, and also now it's your job to yeah, well, I suppose continue the fight. There's been so many people, I mean, we actually, in the last day or so, we started trying to calculate the value of the amount of voluntary work that's gone into it and with a real sort of ballpark but like an honest ballpark we're talking about two and a half thousand hours of volunteer time between like not obviously not all my time but all the people who worked on all the events you know graphic designer who helped design all our the logo the badges you know people who made the banners people who came and spoke like all this time which is you know what 50 60 grand's worth of work for just because people really believe in it. So, yeah. you know, that's a really clear, once you start talking about money, it's a really clear indication of that's the value of what we, of how much we believe in it. Yeah. And just to go a, a step back for those that don't do uh, what, what are you trying to change? <laughs> Good point. Yeah, now that we've rambled on. <laughs> what, is what is this, this? about? What are you actually? talking about? I mean, people might have an idea from Waking the Feminist, the title, but... Uh, 
Yeah, well, it came about because of the National Theatre's programme for this year uh, being incredibly male-heavy. And um, I suppose it was the clearest indication yet where everybody could point at it and go, this is what's happening in theatre and this is what we want to change. We want to see more women writers, we want to see more women directors, we want to see more women on stage, we want it to be more equal for women across the board. Mm. Um, So that sort of tagline or the the main objective we're going for is equality for women in Irish theatre, which we feel... With the people that we have who are enthusiastic and on board, we can actually achieve because Irish theatre is relatively small. Yeah. It's a small community. And I think it's what actually um, why this has been such a success and why it took off so quickly is because it is so small. And I think so much of it is things that people have been talking about for so long and also talking about it, but in a way that isn't a very active way to talk about it. Like, absolutely. You know, I think that first um, at the first public meeting at the Abbey, there was so many times where people were up on stage speaking and I was saying, I've had that conversation, mm. but not actually thought to do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, or know, say just, it louder. Or say, exactly. And I've been really surprised. At, I mean, we've got one of the big key points is that um, men are feminists too. And it's not a conversation that's only happening between all the women and the men have to stay silent. Like we're actively trying to make sure that men are involved and men's voices are, are being heard as well. But one of the things that I've been really surprised about was how many men who are really strong supporters saying, God, I never really realized it was such an issue. And you kind of go, what? Yeah. We've been talking about this for years, but we've been talking about it in a kind of a rolling our eyes and saying it amongst ourselves or saying it in a way that doesn't seem like such a big deal maybe but actually just something snapped and it was but yeah. I would even say that they're just from an actor's point of view um, having the conversation with other female actors in dressing rooms or in about next projects or something and you would sort of say well there's no parts in that for mm. me or there are only two female parts and I know that I won't be seen for it but it would never have occurred to me to say it to my male actor colleagues oh, there are no parts in that. Yeah. Or, and it would never have even occurred to me to, um, unless uh, a production was specifically gender bending and you knew that ahead of time, would I have said, can I please be seen for the role of Mercutio or Absolutely. something like that, yeah. like that? And I think those things, again, are things that sort of came to light where you kind of go, why do, why? Totally. Well, I think there's a, I mean, it spreads into so much more than just theatre, obviously. But um, the thing that's so mind-boggling is that there's always been the sense of, oh, this is the way it is, you know, so I don't, uh, there's no point in me giving out or giving out to anyone more than just my pals, because this is the way it is. And just, we've learned to live with it and we've managed to work around it for so long that it's kind of fine. You don't even notice you're working around it half the time. Yeah. But then as soon as you start looking at it, you go, hang on a second, I spent so much energy and time working around this thing that actually we could just fix and make it easier for all of us. Yeah, and I think it goes through that really scary moment then of having to actually change your own viewpoints about totally. things. Yeah, because and understand that you are also uh, part of the problem as well. Like, yeah. it's not that, you know, we're all going, hey, look, we're great, and you guys over there, you're being terrible and mean to us. It's like, hang on a second, we've got this whole, like, you know, word of the day, unconscious bias. But everybody in... The country, I would say, if not the Western world, has a bias against women just because that's the air we breathe. That's the society we grow up in. Um, And that includes women. And we act on it, even if we don't realize it. Yeah. So it's something that we have to look at ourselves and go, hang on a second. You know, this is me too. How do I how do I identify it? And then what do I do to counteract it? Right. And it's a less of um, I think maybe that's what this um wave of feminism, not particularly the Waking the Feminist, but our generation's wave of feminism 
will be that kind of taking responsibility as opposed to, I think in the 60s and 70s, it was real sort of like stick it to the man, fuck the man kind yeah. of thing. Whereas I think now it's sort of an all-inclusive, how do we change our own viewpoints and opinions which again is very scary it is and very and different to how it's we hard were, to keep that grew up um, momentum i suppose in the sense of um not just waiting for some you know not just waiting for waking the feminists whoever they are that group to fix everything it's like oh no hang on a second we're only doing this because we really believe in it and we're pushing for it but the the change is only going to happen if everybody does a little bit themselves yeah you know you can't just wait for it to be handed to you on the plate either um, so that's a big part of what we're doing is trying to make people, um, encourage people to do their own thing and to create their own events and to, you know, think up new ways of talking about feminism in their own work or, you know, yeah, handing it to them and saying, look, it's your, you are waking the feminists too. Yeah. And then you wouldn't be pissed off if someone was like, uh, I am, was it Spartacus? Yeah, (laughs) I am Spartacus. Spartacus. (laughs) And I am, and I am, and I am. But so like you wouldn't be pissed off then if you found out about like some awesome Waking the Feminist party that you weren't invited to? No, not at all. And there's been all kinds of... Okay, well, uh, we're actually (laughs) going to reveal it to you now, Leanne. Um, It was so much fun last night. And and to everyone who came, like it was really, I think it was the turning point for the whole thing. so the problem has been solved, Elaine, <laughs> while you were I'm away. I'm now on to equality Algarve. for jelly beans. <laughs> have, you, have you gotten, have you, uh, has anyone reached out to you, like people who you would have been trying to get into contact with in the theatre world who all of a sudden since this has, have been sort of reaching out to you and connecting with you in a way you're kind of like, I've been here the whole time and now that I'm doing this. Oh, in terms know. of my own personal yeah. work and things? Um, not so much, I don't think. I mean, I've been... All of a sudden, I've been introduced to all these people that I have known for years, but maybe didn't um, ever get to meet or just hadn't been in the same circles as. Uh, and there's a huge amount of um, connecting happening around events and Waking the Feminist kind of speaking and that kind of thing. But in terms of somebody turning around and going, oh, you, you're a designer here. We've got a job for you. No, yeah. that, doesn't, that hasn't maybe quite you're just, yet happened. Maybe you're just doing yourself out of a job because now you're too busy. <laughs> I know, I too, being uh, a like, volunteer feminist. Oh, she's yeah. too busy. She's too busy. We can't ask Ooh, her. We couldn't to, get Lee in. No, we could no. ask her to do something for free, couldn't she, we? Yeah. Great. Surely she wants to put her name on this. Surely yeah. we should. What I like about the movement the most, though, along with this whole idea of equality for everybody, is also that there's not a lot of anger behind it. I know that there there originally is, and people are sort of outraged, but the the events have been very. Um, this sounds twee, but I don't mean it to be joyful. Yeah. In their kind of. Uh, forward thinking as opposed to um, aggressive yeah. and kind of angry. And I think part of that is down to that understanding that we aren't perfect either and we can't be, you know, pointing the finger at other people and going, you, you're the problem. Um, but also, like, it, it's so much easier to help people change themselves when you do it with goodwill than yeah. when you do it up against a hard wall of yeah. aggression, you yeah. know. And a lot of humor has been included totally. as well, which is I mean great. there's the only there's been very very little sort of negative anything uh, about waking the feminists. There was one comment about sort of eye rolling saying, you know, humorless feminists and I was kind of like that's such a cliche. Like when you look at some of the people that have been working with us and like the hilarity that's been going on but even in our events people like say Sonia Kelly getting up and doing amazing yeah written pieces 
which are just brilliant. So like feminists of a sense of humor and just by getting really serious and angry there, I've just disproved that yeah. entire point. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not funny. No one's allowed to be angry. We're when all funny. I, when I made that comment, obviously I was making a joke <laughs> and, and you didn't get it. So yeah, just prove my point. Thanks very much for proving Mark Canton's point. Um, but Mark Canton and I did a bit at the oh, yeah. um, Nolikman um, event, which was fun. And there were also lots of men included in that, which is totally nice. And that was a really lovely celebration. That was funny because it was a... Um, while it was kind of a Waking the Feminist celebrating event, uh, it's that's a perfect example of this kind of open sourceness. We basically said, you know, this conversation has to keep happening. People still need to meet each other and talk to each other. So if we set up a day and say, you know, here's a day, why not gather and talk about Waking the Feminists or celebrate something about women's work in theatre? And there was something like, I think, 12 events around the country and about five outside of Ireland. Mm. And that was just other people deciding to do it and celebrating Irish women in theatre. What feels really... The thing that really has been... um, fun to watch is is all the outside of Ireland stuff as well because I think that there is this kind of there seems to be almost a global feminist movement happening which is very exciting totally in the world in general yeah and that the momentum of you know Irish theatre is a very small pocket of the world but the momentum that was created particularly around the start of Waking the Feminists can then be used in other areas by other people so not just outside of Ireland but looking at things like the Irish Film Board um, and smaller you know sort of feminist groups that are kind of taking inspiration and taking that sense of oh hang on they're doing this we can do it as well you know yeah that momentum is trickling on which I think is so important yeah and feeding into this kind of what's global or at least in the western hemisphere at the moment yeah, this kind yeah. of pro-female. I know there's a lot of um uh there's a lot of the same conversations happening basically like in Scotland in Australia almost exactly the same time as our sort of first meeting up at the abbey they had a very similar thing in Sydney similar meeting um in the US there's you know there's just seems like all these conversations which are happening in little pockets yeah um now because of social media and because we're able to stay in touch with each other can join a bit more together and maybe feed each other and give each other a little bit of support and encouragement which is amazing um at the Oscars this year Chris Rock obviously made most of his speech about um the black issue and how there were no black people nominated but one of the things he said was that why do we even divide awards on gender line? You know, because yeah. like none of the design awards or anything is divided on gender line. And the the joke that he ended up making was, how about we just do it in like price point? So depending on how much you got paid for your film, like <laughs> so it's people in this bracket yeah. are nominated, this yeah, bracket yeah, nominated. Yeah, yeah. And it was a joke, it's but then I was kind idea. of like, actually. <laughs> yeah. you why know, not divide And his that point way? was like, Meryl Streep is not freaking out when she's in a scene with Robert De Niro. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like there yeah, should yeah. be, and like so, I thought that was sort of an interesting point as well. That maybe comes again. It was sort of I was like, that's a making the feminist thing. I was yeah. like, why are we dividing roles based on? Because it also just sort of proves that on the roles are genders. different that you're getting. Yeah. And they're different. Well, I suppose they do values. in the theater awards, but they don't do in the fringe awards. Is that right? They do. I think it's just best do. performer in the fringe awards. Uh, I think they've changed it. Yeah, they changed it to best performer. They used to have best male and best female performer in the fringe awards. Really? Yeah, I don't know if they still do. They also have, I think, best ensemble, or mm. maybe that's what it is. Like oh, the yeah. performer award has turned into sort of performer or ensemble. Yeah. Um, just because I think you know we, the way of making films, but also the way of making theatre has just changed. So you can't as easily subdivide 
best actor, best supporting actor, da da da. You know, yeah. there's very different ways of making performance. Now. I love that um, the Screen Actors Guild Award has has a best ensemble. Oh, really? Um, for television and for film, and I love that. It makes so much sense because you're not a but especially in theater inside that. it feels like that should be the main award should be for the entire I know that, that becomes production as well but like for the entire yeah. cast because yeah. so much of it is about the group as yeah. opposed to you know the one <laughs> having said that <laughs> if anyone wants to give us individual awards we'll take them <laughs> so How there's that as well embarrassing would it be <laughs> if one of us got best podcaster of the year Annie <laughs> it the would be like, um, but hmm. there would be a fucking ride if it was you because you're the dude <laughs> just kidding just kidding um, so I don't think that um, the reason that you're here I think the card that we're going to play now, the Trivial Pursuit card, will probably have nothing to do with feminism. Fantastic. So if there's anything else anyone wants to say on that point, <laughs> Well, actually, I now. will point to one thing, actually. Um, just to give a, a small counter-argument, there was a really good episode of Freakonomics recently on, on the gender pay gap um, that people should check out. Mm-hmm. Will do. What As in, say? people are off quoting in the States, and I think Obama quoted it, 76 cents on the dollar, but actually if you break it down, it's like 98, 99 cents on the dollar, which isn't good enough, but uh, it's actually... Higher than you think. Yeah, and actually what... what it, it basically, this woman has done kind of statistical breakdown of all of this stuff, and what it often comes down to is that... So leaving college, men and women, it's not necessarily the thing of negotiating, which some people think that men are just negotiating, but they'll get the same, leaving college and going for the same jobs, men and women will often be paid the same thing. But as they progress, women tend to ask for less hours and men tend to ask for more money. And that's, you know... a societal thing that women are often taking care of yeah. children or and older I mean, relatives that's a, or stuff. Enormous thing that's come up a lot around waking the feminists as well is the whole issue of who gets uh, lumped with the family caring. Yeah, um, which does tend to be women still, and that's a society thing rather. Yeah. Than, and that's something. I mean, of course, it'd be lovely to address it in theatre, um, but it's such a enormous issue not just in theater well Leon, you've got some time (laughs) (laughs) now change society (laughs) get to it yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, next year but that's a that is yeah but that's of like a really fascinating thing and you wonder how quickly that kind of thing is going to change that whole society thing of um, paternity leave and men being around and absolutely and just the sort of general underlying assumption that the women are going to be the ones taking care of the children or taking care of elderly relatives or whatever. Um, but I sort of feel like, I mean, in my sort of table banging optimistic self, uh, I feel like if you can't do something progressive and um, society changing in the arts and lead the way from there, then where else are you going to do it? Yeah. So there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so Trivial Pursuit, are you a fan? Um, I have been known to play in the past, yes. But you like yes. games in general. <laughs> I do like you? games yeah. in general, yeah. I tend to like the ones that require no skill or mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> <laughs> knowledge, but no knowledge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are usually your favorite games when we're playing it? I suppose... 
Oh, one of my favourite games. Princess I really like the, Princess Beethoven's great. The yeah. the drawing a picture, passing it around the table. And Chinese Pictionary. It's yeah. also called. Yeah. And um, the name. I don't know what it's called. Names but in like the hat game. Names in the yeah. bowl game. Yeah. yeah. Basically, ones that are kind of stupid and nobody really loses and nobody really wins, but it's yeah. just kind of funny. Yeah. You see, so you're I'm not a, real, a competitive person. No, I think the problem is I'm probably extremely competitive. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, when I lose, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> and I you make it miserable for myself and everybody else. So. Yeah, there you go. Um, and do you have some, uh, a topic or a genre on the Trivial Pursuit card that you think you'll be better oh, at? What are the others? topics again? Geography, entertainment, history, arts and literature, science and nature, and sports and leisure. Uh, not sports and leisure. Um, I suppose arts and... What was it? Literature. Arts and literature. Mm-hmm. I suppose that's kind of like what i should go for isn't it yeah 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 unless it's a difficult one well i just looked at, i just looked at the thing and i think you'll be fine okay this one. oh no this is gonna really embarrassing no, 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 if i'm will. not i think just to change it up well we're working as a team um, okay yeah so. everyone, is, everyone is a, working a at a drawing team of the together answer. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's okay you're not in this alone excellent um but i think i'm gonna go from the bottom that's of the what card we're gonna up. do if I know an answer and Lean doesn't, I'm going to try and draw the answer and Lean has to guess what I've drawn. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Oreo time in my moon box. That yeah. was my favorite Chinese yes. Pictionary game ever. Yeah. Um, with former guest Hilary O'Shaughnessy. Okay, so we're going to start with sports and leisure to get out of the way. Okay, great. How about that? Um, what form of enjoyment requires you to play with your squidger? Jesus Christ. That's hard. <laughs> that is offensive. <laughs> It sounds like something you do when there's like stress balls, mm-hmm. but that's hardly a form squidger. of squidger. Yeah, I mean, it just sounds squishy. Squidger. Or is it the thing that you, what's oh, that? For curling? Oh, shuffleboard? For, or or shuffleboard curling? or curling? No, I suppose you curling? don't squidge. I don't know the curling, answer, so I can't broom. draw it. Oh, yeah, it is a broom. Yeah. Uh, squidger. squidger. And you, it's squidger. not billiards. Spell squidger. S-Q-U-I-D-G-E-R. Okay, exactly as I expected. Exactly Squidger. as you expected. Way to buy some time. <laughs> Squidger. Um, is it something about cleaning a car? <laughs> is that the form of enjoyment? Squeegee. form of enjoyment. Uh, so, repeat the question. What form of enjoyment? So, it doesn't even say sport. Yeah, it doesn't say sport <laughs> or... Requires you to play your squidger. So, it really could be dirty. <laughs> it actually really could be. Or, for me... It could be like... Yeah. No, I was going to say, I, uh, Mark and I had this conversation off air, probably, <laughs> which some listeners will be grateful for, but I'm about to bring it on air, <laughs> that one of the things that I find very enjoyable is to um, oh. squeeze people's blackheads, oh. especially if they're in and around their ears. <laughs> Um, and there, there is a special tool for getting them out of the ear. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's called a squidger, though, but that would be my form of enjoyment. But yeah, I'm again, wondering... Uh, is it something to do with like collecting something like or painting something like little models or squidger? Like a little sponge. But it says play paintbrush. with your squidger. Oh, play it doesn't with your squidger. Use your squidger. Tiddlywinks. Oh yeah, maybe the, the not tiddlywinks. But it sounds like something from Harry Potter, but it's not. It's definitely not a Quidditch reference. I have no idea. Ah, uh, it's really hard, isn't it? Yeah. You got it. Tiddlywinks. Yeah. Tiddlywinks. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, nailed it. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. So the well big done. one is so called the big a squidger? One is squidger? I suppose maybe it is. Yeah. I forgot that. Yeah. Well, you didn't. It was in there somewhere. <laughs> you did. You knew deep down inside. Yeah. How often do you, do you play tiddlywinks growing up? I played tiddlywinks in a long time, but actually, you should, we should play We should bring it up on games night some night. Yeah. should play tiddlywinks. <laughs> it's a game of skill. 
Yeah. It is. It's very hard. Can you get tiddly wings anymore? Yeah. Where can we find Do you know where it might have like Tiger, I bet, would have oh, tiddly wings yeah. or something like yeah. that. One of those shops. We'll order some tiddly wings online. Amazon. <laughs> um, we had a tiddly wings that was a little mushroom. Like you popped it off and then all the bits were inside the, bits the little mushroom and you had yeah. to get it back into the mushroom. Did it was you, easy to get frustrated with that game, though. It is. It's very it's, frustrating. Yeah. It's Did you ever hard. collect marbles or play marbles? When you yeah, were I collected them in a tin for years, but I don't really remember playing them very often. No, I don't even really know how really you sure play the, that way. I think well. you draw a circle on the ground. Oh, and you have to, to get other people's marbles out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I was an only child, so you spend a lot of time just playing on your own, so you what? don't really play with. Yeah, marbles became huge when I was in primary school. Really? In the Rathmines area. Really? Yeah, definitely big. D6. Was, They've got crazy fun times up in D6. Was I was in D6. I was sitting on my own playing oh, with my marbles yeah. on my own. Yeah, you mustn't have uh, got to where you were. Um, yeah, because there was different names for them. There was like a pearly and there was like oh, a steely yeah. as a metal. Steelies, I remember those. Like, I remember talking about Pearly them. is like a... Like looks sort like of a pearl. Opaque, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but then there's the one with the like wisp in the middle of yeah. it. You know, they're clear, but then yeah. they got yeah. the blue wisp or something. I don't know what those Marbles are called. Are pretty. I never even knew that it was a game, really. Mm. Like I just thought it was something that you had. Mm. Like, yeah, you we used to. Uh, you yeah. know those rubber things that you turn inside out. Not talking about condoms. They look like a diaphragm. And, yeah, they look yeah. like a diaphragm. Yes. And then you leave them and down pop. and they pop up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We used to put marbles inside them and then they would fire marbles into the air. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was pretty cool. That sounds like a We didn't know because they're, you know, around. You wouldn't really know where the marble was going <laughs> to aim for. <laughs> it's like Russian relish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could get it in the head. Blind the, in one uh, eye now. My grandparents had a painting in their dining room, which is still in the house somewhere. And I just remember looking at it when I was little and thinking it was the saddest picture ever. It's two little boys and they're sitting, there's a chalk, they're playing marbles, so there's a chalk circle on the ground and it's got, and one little boy is holding a handful of marbles and another, the other little boy is sort of crying and obviously someone just won a bunch of marbles. And I just remember thinking, that's that the, saddest the saddest possible thing, thing I can think of. <laughs> ever seen in my life. Like, and it was the chubby fat kid who'd obviously lost his marbles. Mm. <sighs> and that's where your God. sense of social justice that's came why from. i've never played marbles exactly <laughs> i was like i will stay away from that game i'm like yeah, yeah exactly you're just like give the fat kid his marbles back please <laughs> god um okay science and nature it's nice to get these out of the way early actually yeah um which of these is not found in the ear labyrinth anvil or trapezium I think I know the answer to that Do one. you? What do you think's the answer? Well, you do have a labyrinth in your ear. Okay. And you do have an anvil because that's do one of the bones anvil. that mm-hmm. jiggles against the other bones. Yeah. yeah. This is going, reaching far back into my Leaving Cert biology class. I can't remember what the... Do you definitely um, have a labyrinth? Yeah, because that's something to do with all the liquid, the liquids in the labyrinth, and it's to do oh. with your balance. Yeah. So as, you're, as you tilt your head, the labyrinth works out where the liquid is. Mm. Mm. And what was the last one? Trapezium. Trapezium. No, I think that's a makey uppy thing or something somewhere else. Or a different kind of bone somewhere else. I know anvil, but I don't know the other two. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'll go, I'll right. go with trapezium. I'll go with trapezium. Trapezium, because that is a bone in the wrist. Oh, oh. there you go. So we there didn't go. do the wrist in leaving our biology. Didn't do the wrist, no, so I don't have no. to know it. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, the ear is fascinating. The ear bones. Ears are just weird it's crazy like when you actually look at them 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm feeling my own ear. Yeah. Uh, they are particularly bizarre. Yeah. That shape they have, why is it not just a hole in the head? Is With a little satellite dish kind of yeah, thing. The, yeah, the shape, actually, the way uh, sound bounces off them, you kind of get more information as in, is a sound coming from above or below you? Mm. Based on the shape, based on the way it bounces in because of the shape of your ear. Ah, I so believe. they do have a point. They do have a point. I mean, not. It's, I don't know if it's entirely. I'm just staring at Leanne's ears. <laughs> I know it's really <laughs> But do people who have big ears can they actually hear better, or is that like? I mean, I don't know the answer. Might do. I don't know. You know, just your ears never more. stop growing. Yeah. What? Like, have you ever looking at? at I remember looking yeah. at uh, someone pointing that out when I was a really small kid about my granddad that your ears never stop growing and look at granddad's ears next time you see him and like you look at him and he had these ears like he was pretty <laughs> old but he had these ears that kind of yeah. just half stretched of half his head, his head. Yeah. and it meant that for weeks then all the kids would just be standing staring at him going <gasps> and oh staring at his ear yeah. ears and nose yeah ears, yeah I nose, saw yeah. nose keep keeps growing as well yeah bummer I saw on a um, <laughs> was that bummer to Mark or to me <laughs> <laughs> it was to the room in general as I look around <laughs> bummer bummer dudes yeah so not many people think my nose is too small so, no, no just I saw on a one of those survival programs that I mean, doing that to your ears does yeah. help you hear better, but also opening your mouth because it kind of sound can then reverberate. So if you're trying to hear in <laughs> the without, wilderness, but without stretching too much, because you don't want to close it off on your jaw either. Oh, that's true. But now none of us are talking. We're all just sitting <laughs> well, yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're listening to the busker outside. Outside yeah. on, but it's amazing that it Street. just takes like yeah. three little bones to work together and then let the fluid pass through to keep you upright. And not dizzy and not. I know, it's brilliant. Sick. It seems like such a tiny little yeah. mechanism yeah. that actually you would be completely fucked if yeah. you didn't have it. Well, like people who get vertigo, I think that would just be the weirdest and most awful thing to have. One of the most awful things to Bodies have. Bodies are pretty amazing. They're amazing. They're amazing <laughs> what happens. And also like tiny little bones in your feet and. I know. It's crazy. Where is it they like. Someone years ago, someone was talking about how we're evolving. This is like while well, I was in primary school, so it may not be true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how we're evolving to actually lose our little toes because they're completely useless and they're just getting smaller and smaller. Oh. I doubt that's true. I doubt it's true now that I say it out loud. But it made I mean, sense they, when I was They probably age. have been getting smaller and smaller, but we don't really evolve much anymore because we're not breeding based on survival. Like Do you I don't, think we don't evolve? Really? I'd say we're still evolving, but it's just we're changing. slower. We're changing. I mean, not slower, but we just don't see it because it's so slow. We're definitely we're getting changing taller based on and now diet. Mm. But there's not many people that died before reaching childbirth age because their little toes a, were too big. That's true. Maybe it's I just a, a coincidence so. of... But maybe that is yeah. actually the whole point and people are focused on things like cancer and AIDS yeah. and actually the really? secret is in the little toe. If you just take the little toe off, everything would be fine. When choosing a mate, uh, do look for their toes. little toes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, four toes. Four toes, four toes good, five best. toes bad. Yeah. No problem. I'd be sad to lose my little toe, I think. Uh, I wouldn't care, really? Really? really. I have a friend who, um, I won't mention who it is, uh, but basically she's got this great thing in her family where um, her and her own kids and I, also I think her sister and maybe her parent or her mother were all born with um, six digits. 
oh, in yeah. different shapes or forms. So one of her kids like was born with six toes and uh, had this kind of funny extra little finger and they get removed when you're small, yeah. when you're a tiny baby, but they are kind of hilarious. To see. <laughs> <laughs> my cousin was born Are they collecting them together to make up another person yeah. like, through the Just years? Right? Donate, you can donate a digit. My cousin was born with an extra tip of her thumb, so it looked like with a full nail and everything. Oh. So it looked like she had like a little hoof or something. Oh, wow. Basically, with foot, like nail, and I mean, again, it was removed, but it's crazy. But apparently, the doctors were saying that it, when it was all being formed in the womb, something just got a knock and a little piece flew out. So the body created a new one, but also the body thought that that was a, the tip. Oh. So it got messages to weird. create two tips. That is bizarre. That's bizarre. Do you know anybody with webbed feet? No. Mm, me neither. Hmm. Do so. they exist? Mm-hmm. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, you can have webbing between your... It's actually not, like, webbing, but it's just skin that Extra goes up skin high up on your toe. toes. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Feet are, like, generally okay, but there's something a little weird about them. They're, and I always, <laughs> yeah, I always feel weird for people if they don't have... Feet. Feet. Um, <laughs> if they don't have nice... Or if they have, like, something weird about their feet and they still wear... Like, they still get them out and, like, they still wear sandals or something so you can see them, but you're like, that is just fucking weird. <laughs> and you want to be, again, like, inclusive and say, well, that's no problem. It's your body and bodies are crazy and you oh, just never just know. Feet? But also you're like, oh, really? Speaking like, of... Weird, weird toe directions and, like... Lack of feet. I watched Jamie Oliver's uh, Let's Get Rid of Sugar program oh, yeah. the other day and, you know, diabetes and having mm. to get feet chopped off and stuff. But... And, and these kids, like... I don't know what the statistic was. A thousand kids a week are going in to be put under gentle anesthetic oh, to have all their teeth taken out because oh. they're drinking so much 7-Up and Coke. Oh. But uh, but one of the things was he went through, he said, okay, you're recommended to have seven teaspoons of sugar a day. That's that's a healthy amount, not just by itself. Like, don't add that <laughs> to your diet now. Uh, but then he went through, like... But, like, not white sugar off a spoon. Yeah, like exactly. Don't like just... Banana. Yeah. So they went through uh, a diet of like somebody who's eating bran flakes and yogurt um, for breakfast and then like soup for lunch. And then I can't remember what they had for dinner, but all just not very healthy things or not very unhealthy things. And then at the end it was now that is the equivalent of 44 teaspoons (gasps) of sugar. You're like, well, where from? From well, there's, brown, su- like, there's sugar flakes. added to the soup, there's sugar oh, added to like, the bran okay, flakes, the yogurt, everything's yeah. just got sugar added to you. And you're like, well, what's the fucking point then? <laughs> yeah. If there's 44 in a healthy diet and you're supposed to eat seven, that's not even close. Yeah. Not even, it's not like, oh, if I just cut, if I just ate one less Mars bar a day, it's like, well, fuck it then. Let's just eat what the fuck we want because this is ridiculous. Let's just get it done. It is yeah. so hard okay. and actually so expensive to cut sugar out of your diet. Like yeah. Yeah. Also, it's nice. Also, oh, it's nice. Also, it's <laughs> delicious. Yeah. So yeah. there's that aspect of uh, it. And well. It's the white sugar thing. I don't mind the. Yeah, I'll get rid of white sugar. That's fine. But then when you start talking about like, oh, that means you can only have one piece of fruit a day, and you know all the stuff that you yeah. think is healthy. Yeah. No, then I start going, God, like yeah. there's even the like amount of stress that you have to think about nice. all your diet. Well, it's, what's scarier oh. is that in the states, all of um, unless you get like specific local organic whole fat yogurt all dairy products in the united states have tons of sugar in it for preservatives even organic Jesus. stuff 
unless it's like from a local place that's making it on their own. Like any big company organic stuff. So you can't get away from preservatives. Sh- yeah. That's yeah. why I don't live in America anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Just point that Not mic. entirely true. Yeah. Not entirely true. Um, okay. Uh, arts and literature. It's a big, big moment. Touch wood. <laughs> Who tried to put Humpty Dumpty together again? Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to draw them, Liam? Well, <laughs> now that I think about it, all the king's horses and all the king's men, but I don't see how the horses were going to do it anyway. Yeah, well, the horses gave it a go first, and then they had to get the king's men in. I was like, the Who horses have it. not hoofs, done a good the job. The hoofs are not going to be good for this. Yeah. Keep, they've just trampled them to little smithereens. It's going to be really hard. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> Top fact, guys. You're going to enjoy this. I think I've said it like three or four times on the podcast already. Uh, but, but Humpty Dumpty is actually was a cannon on the walls of some Welsh castle. And Humpty Dumpty, so it was just the biggest cannon and it fell off the wall. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men tried to pull it back onto the wall. That's why it's all the king's horses and all the king's men because they were oh, attaching ropes okay. to them. Oh, horses why did they become an egg be more then? useful for that. Definitely. You need yeah, exactly. That. That's fair enough. Um, how yeah. did it turn into an egg? Don't know where the egg comes into it. Some, somebody else just heard the somebody story of Humpty Dumpty and said, well... Cannonball looks like an egg. Don't we'll know. do an egg. Pumpty Dumpty, yeah, just the make story it an egg. works better if it's an egg. And it's weird yeah. that it became a children's rhyme because it doesn't have a happy ending. No, but a lot of children. Well, well no, unless no. you don't, yeah, unless you don't like war, Annie. Unlike you, of course. The, I love uh, it. <laughs> I love a little bit of violence and aggression. Yeah, taking well, our when guns. You think of, what's it? Um, ring a ring a rosy, which is yeah. all about like the plague. the plague. Yeah, and the plague. Yeah, you know, yeah. kids love and dark burning stuff. people. Kids love it. It's great. <laughs> twinkle, twinkle, you, new, uh, twinkle, twinkle, <laughs> twinkle, twinkle, little star. It's actually about um, nuclear fallout. Do you know that? No, I didn't. It's not, it's not true, but like it's interesting. It could be. But it yeah. could be. Um, and the original Rapunzel story, the original Grimm's fairy tale Rapunzel story is the most depressing. So she goes, she, the prince comes and rescues her from the witch. And then she has twins in the forest and the prince leaves her. To yeah, walk around the well. forest for the rest of her life with these baby twins, Come on. and she he leaves her because she's had twins. Well, probably left oh. her for someone else, better looking. <laughs> yeah. um, but he's made blind by the witch as well, so it's not like he oh, gets okay. like he gets. So his, he could have uh, just got lost. He might have just gotten lost and okay. not been able to get back. It's so Fair that's enough. a possibility too. But it's like that's not. Yeah, Grimm's fairy tales are like they are grim. They really are grim. Like, really scary. Yeah, terrifying. Don't like that's it. So much more fun. I know. <laughs> Now they're so much more fun. <laughs> Leon, have you ever, um, just speaking of nursery rhymes and stuff, have you ever, just a random question now, have you ever <laughs> just written out the notes to various songs and put them by a bell? <laughs> I was wondering why that was good. <laughs> just, I don't know. Just He's been that. wanting to ask oh, you this for years, so and funny. finally he has the platform. Uh, have we not talked about this before? <laughs> yes, we, we might have. Maybe you mentioned it before to me. It's a yes. funny story. I was working with uh, on a dance performance that was going to be in... What's the name of the church? St. Anne's Church in Cork, which is where the Shandon Bells are. Right. Um, 
and we had access to the tower but the great thing about chanting bells is that you can go up and you can ring them yourself really you pay like the guy on the door who's this lovely man called Declan who will talk to you for hours who's brilliant you give him a couple of euro and you go upstairs and it's about there's four different levels but on the first level there's these eight bell pulls with numbers one to eight along it and you pull the bells and the bells up at the top of the tower ring and you can climb up the tower and you climb through the bells and you go out and you see the whole of the city and it's beautiful and amazing um but at the bell pulls um there's these little laminated cards of things you can play um going numbers one to eight so there's like twinkle twinkle little star Mm. um my least favorite was uh um, don't cry for me Argentina oh because you can't actually play it because it goes outside of the octave and we were living in a house we were staying in a house right beside the bells and as soon as someone started don't cry for me Argentina you'd be like oh no oh no because they'd go like and you can't do the last bit because it's outside of the octave oh my god that's so annoying but it would take somebody like five minutes to get through that like ding (laughs) ding ding. it was horrible but when I went up I was like hang on you can do the things on the cards or you can do something else so I worked out how to play um, the final countdown of course (laughs) yep Uh, and I did and that's great and then I thought hang on I could do this for lots of different things so I I went out and got the best of um, power ballads uh, CDs one and three because yeah. number two was crap uh, and uh, worked out about five or six different power ballads and um, gave them donated laminated cards of how to play the power ballads to the church so they Brilliant. now you can go up and play the power ballads that's what I'm doing Very this impressive. weekend Corker bust yeah <laughs> I didn't even know that existed that it's makes amazing. Cork a much more fun city there's now. also a great thing around the corner if it's still there there was a, a what they called a sweet factory it's in Shandon Shandon's great this funny little higgledy piggledy area but around the corner was a sweet factory which was basically a little cottage that had a half door and some days the half door top part of the door would be open and there'd be this old woman selling little bags of sweets that she'd made in the little sweet factory in her what hmm. it was great that's like um, cork people are laughing at me now going that's like <laughs> oh my god she's such um, a freaky dubliner that's it's like so the um the dublin yeast yes, company exactly yeah uh-huh. it's like an sometimes old... it's open you're like <gasps> <gasps> what is what happening can I get? in there i yeah. really need some silver trays to bake yeah or cakes on. a cake topper yeah but it's almost never open yeah you have to find the magic moment exactly. um and speaking of cake toppers this is history <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of magic moments, this is history. That would be better. That would have been better. Uh, this is for all those Americans out there. Which of America's founding fathers has the largest signature on the Declaration of Independence? Oh. Uh, do you know? The, no. It's a, it's a the saying. Who used the magic I, yeah. also a saying. Put down your... Um, give me your... Just write down your... If you just give me your... On this But on Americans this use it, yeah, to, to mean your signature. Yeah. Because he wrote it the biggest, not realizing that how many other people had right just in the middle in of the thing. So his uh, name is yeah the biggest because he wrote first. I don't know. It's like when okay, you write a birthday card to somebody and you take up more space. Mm-hmm. I see. Or like what we did with Mark Canton's birthday card on Monday, which was by accident. Our improv group got him a card and um, 
I think a few people thought that we were going to have like everybody was at the show sign it, but it was just going to be from our group. <laughs> so a lot of us wrote really small messages <laughs> right underneath <laughs> the thing. And then there's the whole card. But it was a sports centric card, which is what Mark Canton likes the most. Uh, football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. I started drawing this and now I'm like. Oh. I don't really. What are you draw? Are you drawing, drawing these stuff? You. Oh, no. Canton. <laughs> any excuse to draw a dick. <laughs> I, actually, I should have drawn something else. I think you might be wasting your time because I really no, it, don't know these answers. answers. He's doing a good. He is doing a good job. Uh, f- um, once Leon sees it, I'll give you a, the listeners at home. Uh, Hand. Dick. Hand no. dick. He drew a little <laughs> hand and a penis, and a, a cock chicken. and balls, and a chicken. So the penis and the chicken are the same <laughs> word, basically. What's the name for a chicken and a penis? <laughs> or a, a rooster, a rooster and a penis. Completely. A rooster and a penis. Rooster. What does it? What does a rooster say? Cockadoodle. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just get take the start of that. <laughs> Cock. Yeah. Hancock. Hancock. Oh, oh, I don't even know. There was somebody called Hancock. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, I would never have got that. John, John Hancock. Hancock. There you go. John Hancock. Good drawing, though. Pity no. And one now you can, can you can say that from now on. You can be like, "Give me your John Hancock," and people will be like, "What?" Uh, ah, yeah, okay. Now John I get it. Sorry, I had there. no idea what you were talking about earlier. Yeah. But anyway, now I yeah. get it. All falling into <laughs> there place. You go. And John Hancock wasn't even. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't one of the heavy hitters. Um, yeah. But he. He just had the biggest signature. Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah. know what they say the about big Hancock. signatures. He yeah. had the biggest Hancock. So it is a nice signature, though. At least. Yes. <laughs> it does sort of make you go, wow, nobody signed, nobody takes time with their signature anymore. I yeah, guess they didn't have it anything probably took them to 20 do, minutes yeah, to do they all could the really, They, you know, one dip in the ink and just really go for it. You know, back when writing was calligraphy. Um, writing was cool. And then some people, some of the more famous people had really crappy signatures. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Has anyone gone to see the Declaration of Independence? No. In Washington? No. Had to. Had to. Yeah, you can't get your passport unless you do that. <laughs> <laughs> can't leave the country at all unless. You I go do to have uh, a crap. Speaking of crap signatures, um, we do have in our family the Pig Book. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Which is fun. Um, which is a a book where you're blindfolded and you have to draw a pig. Okay. And um, but it was originally played at a dinner party, including my great uncle J M Singh. I have a, we have in our family a pig, drawn by J M Singh. Oh, your great uncle's J M Singh. Yeah. How come this has never come up in conversation before? Sure, it has. I crawl <laughs> on about it endlessly. Uh, and he, how good was his pig? Not good. Oh, better or worse than everybody else's. I mean, averagely bad. Yeah, the key is not to lift your pen off the paper. Uh Well, if I I ever get invited to draw in your pig book, I'll keep them in mind. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you get one chance at the pig book, and then (laughs) it's fucked. It's gone down into history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I can't believe your great. What was he? Great uncle? Great uncle or great great uncle? Something like that. Wow. Yeah. You don't yeah. harp on about that too much now. Yeah, we have Sings in our family. There was also uh, a Sing mathematician. So it's all filtering in there. Also, on my mother's side, there was some music hall actors, apparently. So, so it's like I'm you're just Harry genetically Farrell. connected, properly yeah. genetically connected. Yeah. 
to math and theater. Yeah. yeah. It all works out. Okay, entertainment. What is the title of Hanson's 1997 breakthrough hit? Bop, isn't yes. that? Sadly, I know that one. <laughs> now, can we all sing it? That's the one you know. <laughs> I was thinking there is only one, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> that was their only hit. Well, actually, there really? were some other things on that album. I can't think was of any it? of them no. now. Okay, there but there wasn't it. Yeah, that it was, wasn't that was the one, yeah. I remember Bop. thinking, oh, like, when I was in secondary school, oh, my God, those kids are so young. And I was probably about 14. Yeah. How old were they when they... I think like, the oldest one was about 14. Okay. Yeah. And now one of them, the middle one, who was, I think, 12 at the time, 12 or 13 at the time, has like eight children or something like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they're reproducing at an alarming rate. Are they Mormons or Scientologists or something? There's something weird like that. I think it's Mormons. I think they are Mormons, Mormons. which is probably why he has eight children at the age of 22 or something. Oh, wow. I always had some kind of mental connection between them and the Kelly family. Do you remember those? Even the though Kelly there's family. no connection whatsoever, yeah. except for families. like young singers yeah. with long blonde Being hair. Being farmed out by their parents. Yeah, yeah. Go and make us a hit. Yeah. I remember the video <laughs> for Mbop, though. Yeah, they were jumping around, weren't they? Were jumping they on the beach? A field. A field. Oh, field. Mm-hmm. They did have long, floppy blonde mm-hmm. hair, didn't they? Yes. They did. And the what... oldest one was not attractive. Oh. <laughs> like, the two younger ones were very pretty in, like, that kind of, like, little boy pretty way with their yeah. long hair. And then the older one still had long hair but was not pretty, like... Not cute anymore. Not cute anymore. Like, it just wasn't, wasn't working. What do they do now, other than mind children? Who knows? I don't think they have to do anything. I am now Googling so Hanson. <laughs> Mark Hanson, did you get a new phone? I did get a new phone, Look yeah. Look at that. Wow. Every week, it's something new with you. Haircut, yeah. facial hair situation, glasses situation. An I feel like I don't even know you age. anymore. Andy turned a year older since the last time anyone listened to this podcast. So if you can hear that in his voice, that's why. Yep. I have, I've had, I have had a deeper voice recently. More authoritative. More authoritative. I'm trying to get a croak in there. <laughs> well, this new phone is taking its time to show me pictures of Hanson now. Come on. Come on. Get to it. Um, while we're waiting, I'll ask the geography question, which is our final question, Go so nobody it. mess it up. The geography or ge- this geography? Is geography, okay. yeah. And it actually is a geography question, which is surprising for us because this almost never happens. The Caribbean island of Aruba is part of what European kingdom? Hmm. Aruba, Bahama. What we think about that? Come on, pretty mama. <laughs> Let's take a look at Hanson now. <laughs> While we think about These are some low res images, but. Montego. The older one, I mean, the middle one is still pretty good looking, but. In some of these, the older one is better looking than the young, youngest one. Oh, that always happens. That I'd always say, fucking happens. Oh, my God. I would not have recognized those people at all. They're all rather good looking. They're all pretty they? good looking. Yeah. No, they're definitely not unattractive. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, I don't recognize any of them, though. Well, the, the littlest one now still has that kind of like young, chubby thing yeah. going on. Yeah. Like he might grow out of that. But yeah, yeah, the older one's gotten much more attractive yeah. than he was. Maybe sure. your taste has and changed. And they're millionaires. So there's that. Are it's they millionaires nice. from that one song? Mm-hmm. Really? I think actually, were they billionaires to start? I think their dad, what? I'm just making up most of this, but their dad was so like an oil baron or something. Morgan. And so he bought them a music career. It was oh. like, oh yeah, you can. But I'm mostly making that up. Okay. Well, we can fact check later, but we probably won't. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Aruba. 
Part of which European kingdom? Who? European it's either kingdom. the UK. It's either part of the British. Spain. I don't think it's Spain. It's British, Dutch. Dutch. What other ones French. are there? They don't have a kingdom anymore, though, do they? Oh, yeah. Kingdom. Um, uh, Norway or the no it's not can't be a Scandinavian one that'd no. be weird I'd go for Spain is Portugal Spain. still because the Bahamas kingdom? are still mm. sort of part of the the Bahamas are still part of the Commonwealth so that's England oh and so are some of the British Virgin Islands and then there's the French Virgin Islands the Dutch Virgin Islands oh so it mm. could be any of them mm-hmm. but but it does say is part of what kingdom mm-hmm. see is would that be part of the United Kingdom Mm, I suppose maybe it would be. I was thinking about the Commonwealth, but maybe. Oh, yes. Aruba. I'd say Sp- I'm going to go for Spain. Okay. I don't know why, but just... Canton. Okay, just for variety, I'm... Argentina. Going for <laughs> Argentina. That famous European <laughs> kingdom. I'll go for Denmark. Okay, I'm going to go with answer, the, the UK. All wrong. Oh. Mm. It is the Netherlands. Ah. Dutch own Aruba. I've never been to Aruba. I've only ever been to the Bahamas. Oh, only, only, only. <laughs> it's never been to any of um, But that's. But I don't. I don't feel as though many people from Europe go to the Caribbean. No. Well, it's very far away and it's very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And why would that's you? Those are two things. Whereas Americans can get there much more easily. That's true. We have Whereas the Canaries. Like I've yeah. never been to the Canaries or to. The Greek islands, or to yeah, you know, Ibiza, Ibiza, or anything <laughs> like that. Nothing, you know. Like I've never actually really been to the Mediterranean, so I think that's the that's the toss up. What? Okay. Yeah. 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 Shocking. And I've been living here for five years. My husband never takes me anywhere. <laughs> Annie, you are endlessly away. <laughs> like, I know all I do. Every is other going. weekend, yeah. you're somewhere. Yeah, I did go to Portugal, so that's basically like Aruba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except so not owned so by the Dutch. Amsterdam, you were just there, you know. In September, oh. yeah. 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 So. I'm going to Amsterdam next month for the first time ever. Are you? Yeah. It's great. Oh, I, I really wish. loved it. It's amazing. Yeah, I think you'll have Top a great tip. time. Um just walk everywhere. Okay. Just walk, Good. walk, walk. And What's just your job tip? Oh, I've got a nice uh, cozy bar to go to as well. Oh, excellent. Mm-hmm. excellent. Where they allow dogs and cats. Okay. So I'll think about bringing my cat. Get ready for that. I'd like to plane so much, but yes. I haven't been there since I was 15. Um, when I was there with my dad at the rowing championships, world rowing championships. So I'd recommend that. <laughs> Great. Uh, and also playing the Game Boy. Okay. <laughs> a lot. Playing a lot of Tetris. Okay. Um, get a booking for the, um, get a book into the Van Gogh Museum. Don't oh, wait in the queue. Just Book online now. Okay. Uh-huh. And then you get to walk past the queue and you feel very important. <laughs> I have so. to rip this picture out of my copy book. I can't leave this handcock in there. Do either of you want it? Or? Uh, that's no, such a nice offer, Canton, but I'm going to say no. But thank you so much. So I Leanne, think it'll fit in this office. Yeah, it will. It'll yeah. go yeah, right. No it'll just be... Yeah. <laughs> but can you have to draw a picture of John first so we know exactly what's happening there. Oh, <laughs> um, Leanne, is there anything you'd like to plug or where can we find all the Waking the Feminist stuff? Oh, yeah. uh, all the Waking the Feminist stuff is on wakingthefeminist.org 
And I suppose we stay in touch with people mostly via social media. So there is Awaken the Feminists Facebook page and um, Twitter. And now I have just signed up to Instagram, sort of secretly. Uh Although now I've said it out loud. Now it's not secret. (laughs) It's not secret. I just did that the other day because I was bored. Um, And we have an Instagram account, which thankfully I don't have to monitor. But it is there. Um, But there is also leanbell.com. There is also, yes, to talk about me just yeah. as me, as a human being. Your amazing theatre designs are there. They're amazing. And, and, of, and, and, you can, and we can hire you. Just anyone can. Yes. Yes. Anyone that's podcast exactly. can hire you for real money. <laughs> for real, real money. Not for free And time. if you want me to uh, put any, you know, tunes to the Shandon Bells, yep. I can do that quite handily as <laughs> ding, well. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. Winning. Bell by name. That's good. And you're on Twitter. And I'm on Twitter, which is just Liam Bell. Yeah, it's pretty easy. And I should spell L-I-A-N. I was just about to say, nobody will go, what, Liam, Liam? Yes, just, just public announcement. It's not as Liam. It, as you can all remember, uh, her name spelled backwards is nail. <laughs> In her exams, I'm sure she won't fail. Yes. <laughs> that nice. was my... Uh, that was written by Davy and Thomas for Liam's birthday many, many when years I was 21, ago. 21, I think. Yeah. And they gave me an amazing card with a whole poem in it. And those were the first two lines. And I think by the time I managed to leave Doyle's, uh, the, pe- the card was oh. gone. I have oh. no idea what happened to it. But oh, that those could be worth a lot of money someday. Not now, no, but someday maybe. Scorched in my mind. Without even thinking about it, I was texting you earlier to see if you're on your way. And I just typed in nail because that's what you are on my phone. I didn't even think about trying to type nail. Leanne into my phone. No, it's just nail. Nail, are you on your way? With nail. Yeah. Uh, Mark Hanton, anything to plug? Oh shit! Ah! We've got a uh, another proportional defamation on the way in on Shaw on Monday, the twenty eighth of March, two thousand sixteen. That is Easter Monday. It's Easter Monday. Uh, we will be taking on the characters, some of the main characters from nineteen sixteen, and finding out what really happened, what really went down. This we, is how you're going to know. It is actually the people from nineteen sixteen. Yeah, this actually is, the people from nineteen sixteen. Actually, be there They're to answer your questions will you be taking questions from the audience we are very 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 knowledgeable (laughs) very knowledgeable on on what happened um well i am definitely going to be there for that because uh i have not a clue what went down i know the basics yeah but i'm going to educate myself this week and over the weekend too even if you don't know anything about it just come because we don't fucking and what's the um time and the price doors at 8 15 show at 8 30 price eight euros Laughs eight billion. That sounds like a bargain. Yes. <laughs> that is a bargain. It's all eights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have nothing in particular. Cool. To say. Once again, I'll say that my album is on iTunes. If you're a fan of iTunes. And your book. And my book is on Amazon, and it's on uh, another Sam. Smashwords.com for non-Amazon things. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Leon, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Until next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Leon, say bye. Oh, bye. sorry. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Went down to the Windjammer pub With half a tenner Changed from my lunch Went with one thing on my mind To buy the cheapest cans I could find So give me Six for a fiver Six for a fiver and I'll never be alone Give me six
Six for a fiver and I'll never go home. Six for a fiver. Drank four, gave two to a mate. I wanted more, but it was too late. Another friend then gave me a mine. He said, brother, you can pay me in kind. So give me six for a fiver and I'll never go home. For a fiver and I'll never be alone. Six for a fiver and I'll never go home. Six for a fiver. Went on to someone's gap. I found the bridge and I stole a can. Stood in the kitchen feeling kind of bored.